Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Senyin Podcast to another amazing episode of this amazing podcast as we mark on as we mark a milestone of 50 episodes. I'm joined by the amazing Floriana Somas, all the way from Sierra Leone. She's a talk show host, she's an African creative fashion designer, and a lot of various things that she'll share with us. Miss Floriana, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Good today. Okay. Um, first questions first. How would you describe yourself if someone's asked who is Miss Florian? Ah, okay. So I'll say hmm, a very <laughs> loving, <laughs> loving, honest, and um, what's it called? Ambitious person. That's nice to do. Um, so is that ambitious? part of your character, the one that drives you with your work, because you're doing many yes. things. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay. Okay, we shall dive into your work later. Um, so, so, so basically, just give me an insight on the work you do, especially when it comes to the fashion part. I see, to me, that's the part that caught my attention with your craft work. Um, so tell me, the insight about it. Okay, so um, I basically love just the idea of creating things that, you know, like they're in my mind. And of course, I was influenced greatly by my grandparents, both maternal and paternal. And they used to use their hands to create stuff. So, and I loved it so much. And I went to school and we had arts and crafts and I just, clicked like it's clicked with me I just love the idea of just putting things together and that's how all of this um started okay and so, um so how did you like start um what was the beginning the genesis of it um for my business especially it started when I needed funds um I needed funds for my talk show and it was so difficult because I was not known. No one knows me and they can't just give you their money, even if you write the best proposals. So I was like, I can do these things. And I knew people were getting so in tune with Ankara fabrics, um, everything African. It was getting bigger and bigger. The industry was getting bigger. More people were more interested in, you know, infusing African African accessories and fabrics with their everyday look. And I was like, why can't I start doing things like this, especially since I already have the craft knowledge from high school. So that's how it started. I really needed the funding and I also loved doing it. So I just said, you know what, let's just start. And of course, you don't need to explain so much. People get to see it and they love it mm. and they buy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so someone will ask, um, where do you get these creative ideas from like the 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 styles the colors and everything is this something you watch on internet or is something you just comes from your mind your creativity okay. part of it um so there are some things that you know are influenced by nature like what i see and of course from other designers as well You'd want, of course, they usually say there's nothing new under the sun. So maybe something might, you feel like this is like my first ever idea and you're putting it together and maybe you just see something similar. Um, so mostly I'm influenced by what I see around me, by my family, my friends, and 
there's some things that come to mind that I just catch down and I'm like, you know, we need to create something ASAP. So most of the time it's from all these things that surround me, whether it's food, whether it's um, nature, everything. So that's basically it. Amazing, amazing. And um, um, what would you say has been your, let's say your high point when it comes to your African creative fashion career path? Like that point you're like, yeah, I'm making it. Mm, wow. I think, I think <laughs> I'm still getting there. <laughs> I should say I'm still getting there. Uh, but what, what I can really say is the fact that it feels great when people appreciate your work. It's it actually feels really fulfilling that despite all the worries I have, like, is this thing really going to work? Is it really okay? And, you know, thinking a lot about, ah, is this going to really fly and all of that. And you see people do appreciate your work because you might think it's, ah, it's just a basic necklace, right? And in your mind, you know, as a creative, you always, you always feel like um, you shouldn't be comfortable. So you'll be like, oh, it's a basic necklace. I can do better than this. And then somebody appreciates it. And you're like, you know what? You have to give yourself a tap on the back and be like, you're trying. It's, it's good. And it's okay to be critical as well. But at the same time, commend yourself for the job that you're doing so for me for now it's mainly just the appreciation that um people have for the things that i create that really makes me feel you know super excited and motivated to keep moving um definitely i would imagine you have plans of expanding the thing right to make it like sure. a reputation a reputable african brand um do you have plans of expanding it also in africa apart from maybe china and asia um, yes, I do. I do. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so where can one find your 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 stuff? <laughs> one is to purchase. Um, it's on my uh I have it's on my website. I have um a website ww.com. I'm sorry, ww.florinatomas.com slash shop. Um you can get to find um, my stuff there and I also sell on WeChat on Instagram. So basically, if you just search for Florina Thomas, my website is most likely going to come, come up on Google. And then my Instagram page is Royalty by Rhea. I actually use my personal account as well to do my business. So Florina Thomas, anything relating to Florina Thomas that you see that looks like me, <laughs> you can reach out to me and get access. So WeChat, WhatsApp, um, Instagram, Facebook, and then my website. And um, so, obviously, there are many challenges that you face, especially when it comes to that. I would imagine maybe sourcing materials and all that. Um, so I just want to ask, how, how do you navigate it, the challenges you face? With uh, well, um, I try as best as possible to just, um, I should say, not dwell on it because those are always going to be there like the challenges are going to be there whether it's getting your items across or you know a lot of other things um i just try as best as possible to um stay calm most of the time i have to tell myself to stay calm and also to understand that this comes with the kind of work that i do and it's okay 
and it's also okay if I want to cry, <laughs> if I can cry it out and just, I just cry. If I want to just scream at the mirror and be like, <laughs> just say that. And also understanding that um, it's also a learning curve as well. So I get to learn and also understand myself better because it's uh, during this situation that I know that, oh, I can actually withstand a lot of, of things that I'm actually strong enough to be like, okay, like, you know, okay, we'll go through this, we'll move through it and it's going to be okay eventually. Yeah. Mm, nice, nice. So basically you're a positive person. You live with positivity. <laughs> I, I try to be, yes. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, then let's talk to the other aspect uh, which caught my attention. Your show, Talk With Ria. Tell me about it. Um. Talk With Wear is um, a platform to share stories. So Talk With Wear started because I realized back home that most of the shows and the um, interviews were based on the same people, right? It's always the politicians, the gurus of something. And then I realized that young people were making strides you know pushing so hard and they were not necessarily there yet but you could see that they are pushful and i was like i need to share stories of people who are putting in a lot of effort you know you get you don't get to see just the glamour of it but then you're seeing these little steps because you know africa and a lot of challenges and these people are pushing through a lot of things just so that you know they will make a difference and I was like I need to share stories like this and that's how I decided to work on this talk show and of course along the way <laughs> it was really tough because even these people that you want to share the stories will not want to come on your platform if they don't know you right because they need somewhere they can go to that they will be known for what they're doing and it was quite challenging so I had to start with the typical idea of working with the stars. So I had to start with, you know, the ones that are known because by the ones that I go, starting with those people, those others will be like, oh, okay. I don't mind coming on board. So that's really the story behind Talk With You is just to share um, the stories of people, especially young people, especially that are pushful and just trying to break out all this barrier, break away from all the challenges and just do something to make a change. Nice, nice, impressive. Uh, you said something there about um, talk shows uh, back home hosting the same group of people. Yeah, it's something that I also realized. Um, um, so you as Floriana and your show, would you want, how do you think you can change that stereotype when it comes to maybe journalism or, or this type of work we're doing, content creation, that is interview-based? um the stereotype around this um base i think i think uh also working with what, what should i say just like i try to work with people that are not known and also letting people know that there are other areas to look at right because um talk shows are not only for certain topics or certain people and um, it's also not just for, what's it called, the high and mighty. So I think letting people understand that um, 
if somebody comes on the show, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's only because they've done something great. Of course, doing something great is awesome. But I mean, like, it's also for people that are also pushful. And it's also for people that just want to, you know, want to use those people to inspire others. And so uh, for me, I feel that's one way to go about it. Mm, amazing. So where can one watch Talk With Rhea? Um, it's on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And um, we've been on a break for the meantime because we need to re-strategize and come back strong, stronger. So we have some past episodes that people can watch on our YouTube, um, Facebook, and Instagram. Talk with Rhea, yes. Uh, recently, I saw that you won an award, right? Was it for Talk with Ria? Um, yeah, uh, well, it's an award for content creation, so it was both for the, for both businesses, but mainly um, Talk with Ria because you know this African business also requires a lot of content creation, so it was for the both of them. But really, it was because of Talk with Ria. So would you say that uh, finally your talk show is getting that recognition that you initially wanted <laughs> in the beginning? Let's um, get in there. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, so I want. So, what's your perspective on <clears throat> on the African narrative? Because I've seen that your your work with talk with Ray is getting stories from people and them sharing their their experiences, more like what we do on this podcast. Uh, but when you look at the general mainstream content, the African narrative is not usually portrayed. According to you, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, the African narrative is just like you mentioned, like it's usually quite, it's always from, most of the time it's from the positive outlook. Like it's always something about ills the great things that are happening and that's quite sad and as an individual i try as much as possible to make sure that if i'm going to share something even if um it's even if like what i'm trying to um if i'm trying to share content or something it has to be something that will shed light on other areas and um not just what people believe or have come to believe about the African society, because we have so many great stories. It's not just about, you know, imagine somebody thinking that, oh, I, I didn't know that you guys have um, trains and um, things like that. Or oh, you guys, oh, you guys are so smart. We didn't know you can develop stuff because it's always showing gangsters and smoking and drinking and not necessarily the other aspects. And we, the now young content creators, are doing so well to break that narrative and just try as much as possible to kill it and shed light on the positive areas, just like you're doing as well, which is awesome. So I think as people, we have to be intentional about that. That's okay. Anything I'm going to put out there is going to represent where I come from. And I have to think and be careful with what I share, um, I share with the public. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I, I I probably assume maybe in the next next fifteen years 
it would have changed probably. Um, so I want to ask a question that I usually ask my the ladies who come to this platform. Um, it's the question of feminism, <coughs> and if they subscribe to it, I want to ask: Would you? Would you? Do you subscribe to feminism and women empowerment and all that stuff? It's uh, basically what makes us a woman. The and trust that makes us a woman. And first for feminism, I believe that I am qualified and um, I'm also working hard at a certain, on a certain project or a certain job. I'm supposed to be giving equal rights opportunities because, you know, I spent a lot of time to study. I spent a lot of time to improve on my craft and my gender shouldn't be used to deprive me of opportunities that I'm supposed to have. And um, this is, these are things that we still see because I used to hear people say things like, oh, you women are so lazy. You give it the job now and you start having kids. And um, the next thing you're always asking for excuse to go pick up the kids and all of that. I'm like, that's what makes us a woman. Like when we're nurturers, we're carers, we're homemakers. So if I'm going to have a job and I'm still balancing it with taking care of my kids, I don't think that's um, a reason for me not to get what I'm, uh, you know, I'm worth or what I deserve. And we see that women are working tirelessly and very hard. You know, now you cannot say, oh, we're giving you just because we want to create like, you know, have a quota of women that we give certain things. You see that women deserve these positions because they go to school, they work hard, they keep learning and improving all the time. And so there's nothing like, oh, we're giving women because so they will not be complaining about them not giving equal, getting equal rights and opportunities. These are things we deserve because we're qualified for them. If I'm qualified to lead a corporation, I am qualified because of everything that you know they're looking for, whether it's the skills, the knowledge, um, you know, the timeline, the experience. If I have all of that, why shouldn't I get the job? It's not based on my gender, it's based on the fact that I deserve it because I work hard and I am qualified for it. So my next question would be: what would be your advice to the African youth in general? What do you advise them as someone who has made something for herself? Um, what I would say is um, starting small and believing in yourself, you know, and always, always be open to learn. You can never know everything and you can never, ever be comfortable with what you already know. You have to be open to learn. Um, starting small in this case is, you know, most people think, oh, I want to build a plaza. Great, building a plaza, awesome. And there's, there's a stage to get to that point, right? You have steps to take. And if for the meantime, you can get a kiosk, you start, you start moving from there. You get a shop, later you get a plaza, you get malls and all of that. So you have to start small and always seek knowledge learn from those who are ahead of you you know um 
it does not necessarily mean an old person. You know, it can still be a young person that is still, you know, full of wisdom. And of course, anytime you get an opportunity to meet with people, you know, who have achieved a lot, always sit down and listen. Ask the most important questions. Don't try to be smart and, you know, be like, I want to show him that I know so much and show her that I know so much. Ask relevant questions and listen, observe, you know, and be open to criticism. You pick out the ones that are, you know, necessary for you to grow and you toss away the ones that are not necessary. So these are like very important things that I think, yes, African youths are supposed to have. Usually, uh, most of my guests would say they should first put God first. I don't know why I haven't said that word. <laughs> oh, of course, that's that's the ultimate, ultimate putting God first. Of course, that's number one. Okay. Um. So my final question would be to you. Um. What makes you a proud African? And tell me about your country, Sierra Leone. You know, for someone who has never been there, tell me about it. Okay, proud African. Um, I'm just grateful that I, you know, like I always tell myself that just like the Bible says, even before we are formed in our parents in our mother's womb, God has ordained us for whatever it is that He wants us to do. So I'm happy that that's the continent that God chose for me. And there's a reason it chose that continent for me because it knows I have the ability to transform that continent. And it's a beautiful thing, like to be an African wearing. It has, there are so many things that will come to mind from the fact that, you know, the skin color, the environment, the food, and everything. And for my country, Sierra is um, in West Africa. We are close to the Atlantic Ocean and we have Guinea and Liberia that are very close neighbors. And we are known for hospitality. Sierra is very hospitable. We are hospitable people. We're very tolerant as well. Um, you can go to Sierra now and you feel like you have brothers and sisters there <laughs> because we are very welcoming. And of course, we love food. <laughs> we love food, like we love good food. We we like to party, I should say that. We like to party and have fun. And like I said, we're close to the Atlantic Ocean. We have a lot of beautiful beaches, a lot of um, trees, and you know, we have a good ecosystem. And of course, our weather is quite good too, you know. Um, Right now, it's going to be warm, warmish, coldish rains. So, yeah, Sierra is a beautiful place. I spent about one years there before coming to China. So, yeah, it's that's it about Sierra that I can say for now. Okay, okay, okay. That was that's nice, nice. Uh, thank you, Miss Floriana, for honoring your invitation. And coming to the thank podcast, we're really delighted to have you. Thank you so much for having me, and congratulations on the 50th episode. Yeah, with you being the guest of that episode. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. 